Time is now 13 minutes past two o'clock. My name is Noreen Mir, and I'd love to welcome back on the program the one and the only Sadia Osmani. <laughs> Hi, Sadia. Lovely Good to speak. Good afternoon to you. <laughs> There's a shared laughter between us because, first of all, thank you so much for, for, for doing such a wonderful job on the 123 show for the last six months. I'm sure the listeners miss you and they're like, hang on a minute, why is Noz back? But um, today, the longer way today is back. Sadi is back on air. So thank you. Did, yes, did, did thank you enjoy you. it? Did, did you enjoy it? Oh, I really, I did enjoy it. And, you know, I think it takes time. It's like, you know, you get used to doing it every day and then, you know you get used to the desk all the technical side and so that's the first time I've had that much time to be able to just settle down so no enjoyed it very much but I think you know it's good to have you back and I know it'll take a little bit of adjusting to get back to because you've got quite a lot on your plate at the moment too I was gonna say so it's lovely should, to have you back too. Should, should I should I have another baby so that you can do another stint <laughs> <laughs> well well I'm available whenever you need me anyway regardless oh. of whatever the conditions Oh, I don't think I don't think so, I can handle that. I think my now my hair's grey. I think if I have another one, it'll fall out. Oh no, I'm sure you'll be fine. So but it's lovely to have you back. It's lovely to speak to you this afternoon. You've got quite an interesting topic, Sadia, because you're one of the few ones who are braving the whole travelling during COVID, especially in Hong yeah. Kong, because it's quite sort of yeah. um, many steps. So why don't you yeah. share with us your, your travelling well, experience? Oh. Well, I suppose, you know, now you, you when you listen to the news and things like that, you do hear that, you know, everyone is just kind of getting on with it. And I I decided I wanted to go to the UK because I hadn't seen my children for some time. And so I was going, I was flying actually the day that you started the show again on Monday. And um, so I had a, you know, generally, you know, travel obviously across the world is opening up now and things are um, much more settled. But there were a number of kind of issues where I was concerned and that suddenly, you know, two days before I was going to travel, I was due to travel through Turkish Airlines. And then two days before I was watching the news on Pearl TV and suddenly I heard like as I was doing something, I heard them say that Turkish Airlines flights had been suspended and so that was kind of mass panic because you know suddenly you know that okay if your flight is cancelled and that's what that's the uncertainty that you have to sort of live with because you know that you know coming into Hong Kong because of the rules about if you know a certain number of people test positive on a flight then that particular airline may get suspended for up to five five days or whatever so then I kind of heard that and then it was just like panic and I was trying to ring Turkish Airlines to check and then I but actually they were very good in responding I sent them an email I found an address for for Hong Kong and I sent them an email to say look you know what are my options can you tell me what's happening because you know there's a huge domino effect because you just think okay if I don't get this flight then what's going to happen, you know, to the people who are supposed to be on this flight and the ones who couldn't come after because that's a five-day lag there. So, um, so, so then I found out. Oh, my goodness. And I was really worried. And also because I was going back and we have, um, you know, I've got r lots of relatives here in the UK and I was planning a party and I have been arranging this Eid party for, my re for about 40 people 
in my house, you know, on Saturday and I was ordering food and suddenly everything like went on standby where I thought, oh my goodness, I have to change all these plans and make cancellations. And so, so it was all very mass panic. And then I got a response from Turkish Airlines to say that actually it's the leg of the journey coming back from, say, somewhere from Istanbul to Hong Kong. Those flights are cancelled for five days. So it wasn't the leg of me going out into Istanbul and then London. So so that, you know, that was, oh God, I was so relieved. So that was the initial worry. So, so, you know, flying out of Hong Kong, those are the sort of uncertainties that you have to kind of deal with that, you know, that flight may be suspended or whatever. So that's what you have to live with. Um, but basically flying, once I got on the plane and stuff, one, because I was going to the UK, I didn't have to do, and there was no PCR test. I didn't have to do any tests. I didn't have to give any documentation in. I just checked in as normal and got on my flight. And um, on the flight, you know, we were all wearing masks. No rat tests or anything? No, nothing. (laughs) Because UK is not asking for anything anymore. And so so basically you got on the flight. Everyone was wearing masks. And but then, you know, I noticed like quite a few people then after a while took their mask off. And then also the flight crew, some of them were wearing masks, some of them weren't. How did so that I make you it was feel like, coming from Hong Kong well, and everybody's all masked yeah, up going to a place it, where people aren't wearing? Did you have a yeah, like a it, moment? It was of, a bit oh. odd. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit odd because I think we've got used to wearing it so much. So there's a little bit of ingrained fear, I think, that you you tend to have and you think, oh, my goodness, like they're not wearing masks and things. But, um, but you know, I think it's like they've left it on the responsibility of individuals. But obviously that does increase some of the risk and, and you, you may decide it's your it's up to you to decide what you want to do. So So people, then when I got off, when we had the flight, and stuff. Even at Istanbul, I was there for five hours, and there was no um, nobody uh, on and off. I could see people wearing masks, but generally, people were not wearing masks there. People were walking around, absolutely normal, no problem. And then when I got to the UK, there was like massive queue. The UK has had loads of problems with um, baggage handlers, and supposedly, you know, they had some glitch in the system and a lack of staff. And and Terminal Two was has been full. Was actually I don't know whether it still is maybe part of it was full of lots of people's baggage which had just been left there and it was supposedly rotting and god knows what but I didn't see any of that and I didn't see any arrests I seemed to sail through and it went quite smoothly but there were a lot of people so lots of people coming from all directions are traveling now and there are a lot of children so it seems like people suddenly have thought look you know what I haven't traveled for so long. I don't really care. I just want to get out and I want to travel and I want my life normal. So that's the kind of impression I got that people just are are wanting to travel. And, you know, even within my own family, quite a few people have gone. They've gone to Turkey. They've gone abroad. You know, they've gone to Portugal. They've gone for holidays and they've come back. No problems, no quarantine, no nothing and stuff. And they're fine. And UK but is think, a popular destination, especially, I mean, yeah. in, in, in recent months where we see a lot of people emigrating, leaving Hong Kong, UK is, yes, is top yes. of the list. P- people perhaps going there for, for graduations or, or to study yes, as yes. well. So, That's right. Yeah. But I mean, there's no, you, you can't, you have to just understand that actually it's not that there are no cases. There are cases and there are quite a few cases and it seems it's the norm. 
I mean, even just recently within my own family, you know, we're all doing rat tests and we're all checking. And and I just just 15 minutes ago, because obviously obviously I was traveling until Tuesday and, and I gave it a couple of days, just like 15 minutes ago, I did a rat test just now and that was okay. So that was negative. So I just wanted to make sure because I have people coming today, although I've been out and about in public. So, so I think what's happened certainly here in the UK, there are things, but it's kind of quite mild, the symptoms, people have had vaccinations and they're treating it almost like, you know, like you've got a bit of a cold or a flu. They just say that, look, if you get it and you, it's your responsibility, do your rat test. If you get it, then um, employers are saying, you know, don't come in, isolate, but don't spread it. Don't, if you know you have it, then don't come in. And then they tell you to, in some places, they tell you to isolate for about five days. And, they, and then after that, they, if you're still testing positive because you're not infectious, then you can go back to work. So, so they're varying rules. Um, you know, um, my, one, of my nef- uh, one of my cousins has, got, has had it and she's had it. She's still testing positive after seven days. But after five days, they said, no, you've got to come back to work. So, so she's, going, she's gone back to work. So, so I think they're just kind of treating it like, okay, it's a flu, but you ha- you just have to carry on business as usual type thing. So it's kind of, I think, for for many people, it is something that we have been living with for so long, and there is a fear. But I think if you have been vaccinated and you do all the precautions, you take responsibility, you know, it's about you taking responsibility for it, then you just carry on. And that's what has been happening here. So, you know, you do self-tests, you isolate. But as I said, there's varying rules with various companies and civil service and things like that. Um, But generally, when you look out and about, I mean, my first day I went off to Windsor and I was walking around and things like that. It seemed like a normal kind of People, nobody's wearing masks outside, and people are just having normal lives and and just doing whatever. And and it's just like a flu type thing. If somebody gets it, they get it. But then the herd immunity thing, I and mean, people have been vaccinated. I think it reached a point where everyone's got it and had it, and they just carry on. So I mean, that is that side of the traveling. And obviously, since I've arrived here, there's been major political upheaval here in the UK. And with ministers resigning and the no confidence vote for Norris, for Boris and stuff, so it's quite surreal because I've never seen that. You know, it's like a, a media frenzy here at the moment with all the political side of things. So, um, but generally, I think you know, people with the pandemic, people have gone through a lot, and I think everyone just wants normality now. And I was, and specifically children, I felt that you know when I was out and about, I saw so many kids. And they were just running around. And, and that's what I felt that, oh, it's so nice to have the children to be able to get out and do what they want and go without masks, you know, and they're just playing. And and, and I feel oh, that's kind of something that's, that's been taken away I'm... from children. Yeah, I feel you know, that that's too. quite hard. Yeah, and playgrounds have only just been been, yeah. been open. Um, but but tell us, Sadia. So, what's it like going out um around about the UK and people aren't wearing masks? You mentioned just now. Did you initially have the anxiety because I, when, whenever I speak to people who go overseas from Hong Kong, it's almost as if yeah. we've been so protected in Hong Kong yeah. that yeah. it's, it's well, it takes some adjusting. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think you know, like for instance, I I 
took an Uber somewhere and then I just, I had my mask on. And then I, when I got to this destination, I realized I still had my mask on. And then it was like, I looked around and nobody had a mask on. So I think it's almost like where in Hong Kong you're walking around. And if you just take your mask off, everyone's going to look at you and go, <gasps> you know, here, like sometimes I think, I feel that maybe people are thinking, oh, have you got a mask on because you've got a problem or, you know, you, you know, so, but there, it's, it's kind of choice thing here. And I think, but, but to tell you the truth, um, I was quite, I was quite relieved and I think I've been like, I find it quite hard sometimes, especially outside. So I was out and about and, and then afterwards you just get used to it. So I've not been wearing a mask. Um, and and I'm okay at the moment, you know, but the chances are that you could. But then when you have so many people, like, you know, even at Heathrow when I was lined up in immigration, we were just chock-a-block, we were right next to each other, so the load there would be massive. Like, if you were going to get something, you would have you would have picked it up right then and there. Yeah. Is, um, is so, anyone wearing a mask at all then? Yes, you still see you still see some people wearing masks, and and it's up to them, and they wear it. But um, but generally here in the UK, you know, if you go around and and even in the buses and things like that, people are not. You still see some people wearing it, but it's usually it's probably the majority that's not wearing it, mm-hmm. compared to ones who are. Um, and you know, and I think that's kind of you know we we have been used to it for so long, and so it's quite alien for us to imagine that oh people are not going to and and I think certainly you know some older people or people who have got some health problems and things they are probably people who are still being very cautious about it um, but I think I think people here were probably just really fed up of it and and here people can rebel and <laughs> just say look I'm not going to do this type of thing and there's not much that anyone can do there's I mean I think if they started to fine people or something here um, people would just uh, not take that. They wouldn't, they'd never pay the fines. They'd argue till the end of the day, but they wouldn't, you know, yeah. so that kind of discipline thing isn't there. Finally, so, Sonia, I mean, I mean how, I, we've only got a few minutes before the news. Finally, what, what's your advice for, for people in Hong Kong who are leaving uh, to go to the airport? Was it very busy? Uh, how much time? No, it's, yeah, yeah I think allow yourself a couple of hours and, and you know, it's at the moment Hong Kong airport is still very much, it's like a ghost town, like none of the shops are open food is there's limited amounts of food places open so i think you know you go two three hours before yeah there's very few i mean all the all the duty free all these kind of shops majority of them are closed very few eating places so you know you go prepared and you know if you're going three hours before then take a few little snacks and things if you've got kids or for yourself with you but generally you know depending upon where you're flying generally now the restrictions are lifted from everywhere so you may not need a pcr test depending on which airline or your destination um so i think getting out of hong kong is not a problem like you know the only thing that you have to be watchful of is this whole thing about flight suspensions that suddenly if flights are detected to have a couple of cases of covid then they you might find there's going to be a five uh, a five day you know break and that that's when perhaps you buy tickets which are reasonably flexible that you know that if something happens you're covered and you don't have to suffer the expense of that i didn't get a return ticket because i'm hoping that things will settle down quarantine wise so i've just left it open that i can travel when things are a little bit better
So that's a risk. You take a risk, you know, and if you've got work and other things, then you have to keep these things in, in mind. And obviously quarantine hotels and stuff, that's mission too, trying to get a quarantine hotel because quite a few people are saying there aren't that many available as such. Although, you know, the government has made them available, but but it's not easy to find your date. So you, you have to be prepared for the return that those kind of uncertainties will be there. Um, but you have to just be careful about it. And your expectations is what you have to manage, really. That That's another mission in itself, booking quarantine hotels. Mm. I mean, I've never mm. had to do it, but Sadia, you're an expert because you actually came back to Hong Kong <laughs> in the height of the 21-day Yeah, day I quarantine. did 21 days. That's right. I did 21 days. And so now I'm hoping, you know, I can hear that there are rumors about things changing soon. So fingers crossed, I'm hoping that I can get back so that if you need me, I'm there for you. Yes, <laughs> yes. we'll have our people talk to their people and hopefully very soon in the near future um, there'll be hopefully no quarantine and hopefully this yeah. whole virus will be behind us <laughs> we keep hoping I for hope that. so yes well Sadia so. enjoy your, your time in the UK Thank it's you. so lovely for you to share your travel experiences I'm sure there's some few valuable nuggets there for people who are thinking about travelling uh, this summer and beyond and thank you so much for your time and we'll speak again next Thursday bye for oh, now Sadia okay see you then bye 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 bye